This is holding down the fort. I see it's good. Just a little. Can you still hear me pretty good right there? Perfect. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Today we are holding down the fort with Max Yale, West Virginia left-handed pitcher, Portville High School graduate, and dear friend of the show, Max. Welcome, baby. Yeah, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, we've been trying to catch up with you for for a little bit now. Um, being a uh, you know a, a key bullpen component to a uh, a Big Twelve studly rotation, top twenty five, as good as uh you know six, seven, eight recently, right? Um, how is it? Uh, how has it been being a freshman on one of the best teams in the country? Oh, it's been it's been awesome. Honestly, everything about it's great. You know, it's very competitive, but at the same time, you still get to have the fun and it's just all around amazing. So um, you kind of, you came into it um, early last summer. You got down there last summer. Do you feel like a good running start into the fall was something that you'd recommend to other freshmen who are kind of on the fence about whether or not to get on campus early? Oh, it was huge for me. Honestly, I got a good feel of the campus before everyone else got there. So when classes uh, when classes came out, I knew where to go. I knew everything about the the school, so I wasn't all I wasn't all um, behind on everything. I knew what I was doing. Yeah, I mean, it it can be very overwhelming that first week, first couple of weeks, just as a regular student at any school, let alone one of the largest universities out there, right? Add being a student athlete and really like somebody, if you will, on campus, right? all of a sudden you can spiral quickly, right? So you got the summer familiar with the campus, not showing up late to anything on your first couple of days. Like we're there sitting front row hats off. Um, I'm sure that the coach has this kind of in line, right? Yeah. Very serious, very serious about schooling. You know, we had um, academic meetings every week. We had uh amount of study hall hours you had to go to per week. So academics are very important in West Virginia for sure. That's huge. And now, um, you know, dialing the clock back a little bit, Let's head back to, um, you know, early on um, in your baseball career, we were kind of a, a dual sport athlete where we were absolutely smacking the puck around and being real competitive with that as well. Talking to, you know, a lot of younger guys and parents share this with with kids, um, you know, the show, uh, playing that sport, right? Having a different kind of avenue other than baseball. Did you feel like it was a competitive advantage until you stopped playing? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, Hockey's its own thing. You know, everyone says that. So playing hockey at a young age, always, always traveling, you know, always playing against the best teams, you know, traveling to Canada, traveling all across the country really gives you that competitive aspect from a young age, for sure. Right. The physicality, the the kind of the different moves, right? Like you probably um, as a, you know, six, six going on six, seven, absolute monster on the mound. Some stuff that we talked about right away when when I met you was, you know, the the mobility in our hips working from the ground up things that, you know, I feel like a lot of hockey guys 
almost have a good advantage because they spend so much time on skates. Did you feel like when you were younger that that kind of helped your athleticism and made you made you into you know the the above average athlete that you always were? Yeah. Um, from a young age, I was always taller than everyone. So it's kind of expected to be, you know, quote unquote, uncoordinated, you know, but playing hockey really gave me the the athleticism I had from the height I was. So playing hockey definitely helped with everything really did. And, um, you know, going going into that, we're talking other sports now Um, as a senior, right? You had gone through high school. Take me through your recruiting process. Um, you know, up to where I meet you as, as a senior, you're already committed. You've already done some, some big time events out there. Um, just kind of walk me through, you know, your, your freshman year to up to when, when you're committed and then us meeting that fall. Yeah. So, um, around eighth grade, it started a little bit. I was talking to a couple of schools, nothing crazy, you know, a couple of phone calls and then ninth grade happened, same thing. So those, those eighth grade phone calls, sorry to cut you off is just like, are we, we're taller than everybody. We're left-handed. We're throwing hard. We're just like, we're just already kind of uh, a step above where everyone else was at. Yeah. Uh, projectability was thrown out there a lot. You know, it was a huge word for me. When coaches talked to me, it was, you have, you have projectability, this and that, we can work that we can work this, you know, kind of telling you the things you want to hear. And I'm that age. So I don't really see it that way. I don't know how big I'm going to be at the age I am now. Like I didn't, I didn't really think of that. So I was just kind of like, Oh, like I'm talking whatever whatever you know I'm losing you are you there yeah I can see you I can hear you so okay, I got sorry you sorry you just kind of you can I kind of lost you there so start off but I could hear you the whole time we're talking to those schools and it's just kind of like almost googly-eyed when it first starts, no matter yeah. what age you're at. You're like, oh my gosh, someone's interested in me at the next level. And especially that early on, um, you know, almost kind of dig their hooks into you and get you into a, a decision that you almost um don't always want to make there three, four years down the line. Is that is that right? <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. I mean, they tell you the things like that and you're like, wow, like this is cool. Like they tell you exactly what you want to hear. Everyone knows that. It's everyone's it's the same story for everyone. So yeah, hearing that stuff really caught my attention to baseball for sure. Yeah. And so that kind of pulls us out of hockey and walk me through, um, you know, it was kind of one event really that kind of sparked us into the, the major realm, right? Can you, you walk me through the preparation for that day and then just kind of what, you know, what happened that day where, where you were just dialed in or did you have a whole bunch of stuff that you'd been working on and all kind of came to a head? Uh, truthfully, I didn't know how big the event was until <laughs> after I threw so yeah it was kind of just like another day in the office just my dad and I drove up to the PBR event and um got there through there was no scouts there because it was during COVID so I didn't really know what was going on they told us that they were you know on zooms with other coaches and doing all the things and I was like that's cool I threw threw against a couple of batters did pretty well had some good numbers and um the car ride back probably talked to 25 30 schools Ooh. in three hours just uh because at the time you couldn't, they couldn't reach out to you first. So I was getting texts from certain individuals to call him, call him, telling me the schools. And yeah, it was just, it blew up out of nowhere. It really did. It was awesome. Yeah. And was that, so it was big on the the numbers, right? I believe it was your breaking ball numbers were, were real high off the charts. We threw pretty hard, but it was uh it was a spin rate. Again, that projectability word probably came out a ton, right? 
yeah yeah i didn't even know what spin rate was to be honest with you you know it was we never really had like rap soda or track man growing up i didn't even know what those things were so after using them for the first time and hearing those numbers i was like wow that's pretty crazy compared to other guys you know yeah you're like, oh man i i guess i, I you know i might have something here right yeah. so we get real serious about baseball how does uh how does it end up being west virginia tell me about uh almost heaven as the shirt says um honestly i got the text from PBR actually telling me to reach out to uh, Savins is our assistant. He's our recruiting coordinator and something about the name, you know, just struck me because I've driven through West Virginia. I've seen it. I looked up videos on the school and I talked to coach Savins for about an hour and a half on the, on the car ride home. And he just really told me everything I wanted to hear like everyone else did. And um, from that on, he actually zoom called me like we are right now and walked me across the entire facility and everything for like two hours, like a week after that PBR event. And just seeing that really showed me how interested he really was. So that really struck my interest a lot more than the other schools. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a personal connection that you get in a lot of guys, you know, during the COVID time, right. Um, we didn't get that. So a coach willing to spend two hours of his day walking us through a FaceTime, you know, campus tour and facilities tour must mean that they have some sort of interest in us. So right from there, you're like, Hey, this is, this is going to be home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I really knew I committed fast. You know, everyone knew that I talked to coach Matz and he was like, you know, uh, it seems like it's right. For you. Why, why don't you do it? You know? And I, so they knew. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you, you talk to those people who are closest to you, right? And it's just like, hey, man, it ultimately comes down to your decision. Feels like home. And then it's up to you to just put in the work that it takes to to be where you need to be by the time you get there, right? So we go to, we fast forward, right? Some of those events over the the summer, the the pro showcases, the other events, Take me through the summer, kind of living in the South and hanging out with uh, the boys down there. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. It was um, eat, sleep, you know, baseball. That's all it was. So I got to meet a lot of people that I play now and got to do all those things, got to experience like real baseball, playing the best in the country and going to the Super 60 and the East Coast Pro really, really opened my eyes to how special baseball really is. Yeah, and, it, you know, it's good to be around that right because by the time i meet you um and i was explaining it to a couple of our our other buddies shout out portville baseball six nothing win tonight uh to advance in their playoffs um but i was talking to some of them and you know you being from the same school and there's no no disrespect but there's a lack of knowledge at smaller level schools of like what it really is like out there right so by the time I meet you, you're through that summer on the pro showcase, living, eat, sleep, baseball, right? Like we, we literally moved to the South for the whole summer. You're already committed to where you were going to school. You're already committed to the game. And what we kind of run into sometimes is the reminders that guys need, yep. right? Where I meet you and I tell you to do something and you're sending me 30 videos from the gym of if this is good enough. How is this? What's this like? Not everybody is that serious already when you meet them and they need that little kick in the booty sometimes to make sure they're going in that direction. So 
did that come from just like mom, dad? Was that something that you always kind of saw with your older brother playing real competitive hockey? Where did the the hunger come from, um, you know, prior to baseball? Yeah, it was an all-around family aspect. You know, like my dad always been competitive. My mom's always uh, driven me to do everything I can in my full ability, never quit. Um, seeing my brother grow up playing sports and seeing how much he loves it, because when you succeed, you love it, you know that. And just, just getting that... Um, Sorry, I lost it for a second. Just uh, just growing up with an older brother who's always making me do more, you know, more reps, more everything, just really showed me, like, this is something that can be, you know, my future if I keep doing this. So, like, learning how to do the, the extra work at a young age really set my mindset to a positive aspect, yeah. Absolutely, sure. man. So, we get together, like you said, Super 60 was a, a good event for us. Obviously, the PBR guys are, are big fans. Um physicality, throw hard through for some pro scouts in here. And something that I'll, I'll compliment you on here on the show is you were always very, very composed. You did your own thing. You always kind of stuck to your routine. You never made it extra. Right. So again, comes back to like, Hey, we're trusting the work that we've put in. And then we just go out there and pitch. Did you feel like you took a good mentality in as a freshman to, you know, a real competitive atmosphere where you weren't sure what role you were going to play and say, Hey, like I can do this, whatever you need me to do. Yeah. For me, it was, you know, coming in, everyone wants to be a starter. You know, that was my, uh, my goal was to be a starter for sure. But um, being told that I'll be out of the bullpen was, you know, was not bad news at all. It was a good thing because the coaches knew that if they put me in a situation, I wasn't going to make the moment too big for myself. You know, I'm composed. I don't, doesn't matter how many people are in the stands, you know, it's, it's a simple game I've been doing since I was a kid. That's my mindset always. That's huge. That's huge. And let's take it to a, uh, another spot. And I'm going to, I'm going to visit this weekend, but um, you're going to spend the summer in the Cape Cod summer league, the best league in the country. We're going out there. Expectations are always high. We always want to go out there and do well. Tell me a little bit about um, where you're headed and what, uh, what you're kind of looking forward to about getting out there. Super excited to see everyone, you know, you're playing with the best in the country, like you said. So being on a team full, full studs is going to be fun to see. Um, Really looking forward to working on my craft all around. I mean, they have everyone you need over there. So having that as a freshman going into my sophomore year is going to be a huge advantage for me. Absolutely. And now give us a, a little bit of the story, if you can, on uh, how we got this opportunity kind of late here in the season. Um, yeah. So initially I was committed to play for the Appalachian league. It's a premier freshman league. I'm sure you've heard of it. Um, so yeah, we went down to Oklahoma state. It was, um, the Sunday game. It was series tied one and one went in fourth inning through 2.1 innings hitless, gave up a hit, got pulled, whatever, you know, had a good day. And, um, but a day after that, I had a buddy, Ben Hampton, shout out Ben Hampton stud Friday night starter. Um, he played at Chatham last year and Tom holiday, the coach is really close to him. So Tom saw me throw, he's the commentator folks day. And he thought I did pretty well. He liked something about me and he reached out and offered me a contract for the summer, which is pretty huge. Yeah. That's enormous. Especially since all those spots have been filled since, uh, you know, about September, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, all about who you know, all about who you pitch in front of, right? And being able to just go out there and kind of do your thing, no matter who's in the stands, a great great kind of mindset. You said you're just a kid playing games. And we have guys who are all the way down to, I know you worked with kids 
eight, nine, 10 years old sometimes, things get out of control quick. We suck real fast, right? We In our head, we kind of can get down on ourselves. Give uh, the young guys out there just kind of one thing that you'd, you'd say, you know, to keep them playing baseball longer. Yeah, I mean, you hear a lot like the, the Hall of Famers, you know, they get out seven times out of 10. And that's just as simple as it is, you know. That's reality of baseball. There's a lot of failure that comes with it. And, you know, respect yourself for trying and just keep getting better. You know, you can always have something. You're never going to be perfect. You know, there's always something you can work on. That should be your mentality for sure. Yeah, I always try to explain, um, you know, hitting. And once again, I know this is kind of a, a pitching side of things, but uh, I explain hitting. It's the hardest thing in all of sports, right? Because change of speeds, change of location, change of direction, spin, all this stuff that pitchers really do well, right? Like, it's like trying to step on the equator if you go see the equator. There's not really a line there. There's not that perfect center line. So you're always shooting to be on this perfect center line. And as much as you can be real close to it, that's as good as it gets, right? Yep. Sure, you got a perfect barrel sometimes. You absolutely square it up. Home run center field, awesome. You, the game owes you a couple of ground outs off the end of the bat after that, right? Like It's yeah. just kind of how it goes. The ebbs, the flows, the downs with the ups. And not getting too low and not getting too high, kind of staying that even keel to something that we really try to push to our guys. Sure. And I think that allows you to go out there and just just trust it, perform, understand when it goes bad. It's not the end of the world. Understand that when it goes good that, hey, I got to get back to work in order to make sure that it's good the next time I go out again. 100%. Yeah, I love that. It's reality. So we, we, I mean, we've been, we've been crushing with, without you here. We've been missing you. Absolutely. Um, do you touch base with the Portville guys? You talk to Matt's pretty often. How is, uh, how's everybody in high school doing? Yeah, I uh, I try to reach out as much as I can. You know, being busy, it's kind of hard sometimes, but definitely stay in touch. You know, always talking to Coach Matt, seeing how everyone's doing, seeing how the family's doing. Um, yeah, it seems like they're having a good year, which is pretty awesome. Glad to hear it. You know, definitely, definitely cool to be able to touch up with guys I don't get to play with anymore. Absolutely. And going down uh, our Coach Matt's, you know, kind of kind of rabbit hole here. Um, we have. Special edition Josh's Jacks that have Colt 45 strong on the back. And I know that uh, he got not the best news last week and that they're battling back um, real hard, being aggressive, staying positive, doing all the things that, uh, that you know, they want to do to uh, to keep them going the right direction. Matt's is out there coaching baseball all the time, man. Like for, for a guy like that and what he's going through, he is there for the kids at the school nonstop. And I know that you just recently did something with your shirts. Uh, tell us a little bit about the, uh, the project you had going to, to raise some money for Colt. Yeah. So it was an NIL deal with the shirt you're wearing actually. And, um, I decided to take majority of the profit and give it to Matt's his family. You know, I know they, they really need that for gas or whatever it might be to get up there to Buffalo. Cause it's not, it's not a, you know, easy five minute drive. Like you'd think, you know, so for them, I felt like I should do that for them. And, reach out and help them, which really helped, which really helped my mental, you know, it made me feel better about the situation and being able to help as much as I could and uh, hope it, hope it betters them a little bit, you know? Yeah. When you're, when you're not there to see him, I know that you, uh, you know, you're over at his house playing video games a lot last year as a, as a high school player. So like it's, it, you know, 
like you said, kind of helps the mental. And all of a sudden we go out there and we feel like, you know, we're contributing with, with the, you know, the positive prayers that we get and all of the things that, that we get to do on the field, right? Like it's a game and it can make a difference in someone's life because you're a guy who's playing the game at, at a certain level. So shout out to the West Virginia community and tell us a little bit more about some of those things you guys do on the Monday, Tuesday nights, the events that you get to hang out with the, uh, the guys around there. Yeah. So we, uh, we did this event called Monday at Mondays. It's a small bar over Morgantown. And each week, two guys would get selected to go and talk in front of a, you know, a full tiny little bar. And it was awesome. You know, you sit up there with a microphone in your face for about an hour and people that, you know, people go to the, that go to the games, got to go to Mondays and ask you questions and you get to answer questions, eat food, sign autographs and just have fun. You know, it's really cool how, um, our fans work. They're so devoted to West Virginia, winning or losing. So being able to go in there and see all those people and be able to answer all their questions was was really awesome for me as a freshman to see. Yeah, I mean, the the support, right, from the area is just huge. And I know, you know, there's not a ton that's out there. Morgantown is they live and die by the uh, by the blue and the yellow. So they they fully support you guys, like you said, winning, losing. And you guys have put together a, a heck of a season for them so far. Job not done. Tell us a little bit about where you're at right now and what you guys have going on out there. Um, we're out here working. We just played Texas in the series. We just we bust up here from there. Um, so yeah, we practice today, workout, you know, the whole nine yards. We're just getting ready for tomorrow. We got a night game tomorrow. Just getting ready for that, hoping we can take the first game and move on, you know, and just keep doing what we've done all year. Now is you said Ben's the Friday night guy. Is he going tomorrow? No, he's not going to tomorrow. We got a new guy, David Hageman. He's going tomorrow. He's been out of the bullpen primarily this year, but he's starting tomorrow, which is pretty awesome. That's huge. And like like you said, it's kind of a uh, you know whatever role we had to play, we worry about our own role. Um, tell me some about about some of the other huge guys on the staff with you, some friends that we've made, and some guys who are playing you know those key roles in uh, big situations for us. Yeah, we got David Hagman. Like I said, he's a stud. He's a redshirt freshman. He's been doing really well all year. So awesome to see him starting tomorrow. Um, Blaine Traxel, Saturday. He's a beauty. Um, everyone knows who he is. Yeah, everyone. He's, big money he's, tracks. Big money tracks. He throws from like three or four different arm slots. He's he's from Cali. He played a couple years out there. And now he's he's using his last year at West Virginia, which is great. Um, Robbie Porco, huge freshman, throws – throws fuego you know the guy the guy throws hard you know as simple as that um carlson reed closer uh big 12 first team this year just figure that out awesome to hear for him he's he's gonna be he's gonna be a guy hoping he can get drafted pretty high this year so yeah we got an all-around staff for sure it's i can name every guy and tell you something about him that's special because everyone's got something here for sure that's that's right man and on those on those good teams it seems like Anybody, anytime you give them the ball that they're going to step up, they're going to do exactly what you need them to do. Um, switching over to the offensive side of the ball. Obviously you guys have been banging things around. Tell us a little bit about, uh, hanging out with, uh, JJ. Oh, he's awesome. He great guy, you know, all around great guy loves hanging out with fans, you know, signing autographs, doing what he does best. Um, big 12 player of the year, just found that out as well, which is, you know, expected almost. We found out, yeah, we found that out yesterday and everybody's like, oh, cool. Like we already knew that was going to happen. You know, just he, super, super humble guy. You know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't tell he's, he's such a stud if you didn't know him, you know, he's just all around great guy. Like I said, and does everything for the team that he possibly could. 
I was going to say, so, so teammate wise, right? Like those, those guys who often, you know, going to go super high, having a heck of a season, right? Like we got to dial ourselves back in here and there. Everybody hits skids, especially at the plate. Things are always, always tough for us at some point. He grinded through some stuff. He absolutely stuck to and absolutely blew, you know, blew up these last couple of weekends just to solidify the absolute unit that he already was. Um, tell us a little bit about some of those guys around around him in the lineup who are protecting him, hitting him in, uh, you know, scoring when he's hitting. Um, we got Tevin Tucker. He's um, I'm pretty sure sixth year senior. He's a vet. I mean, he's a dog. Like he's an all around guy as well. Like he breaks 27, 28. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's up there now. Nah, he's 23, I think. But um, yeah, he's he's just a great guy too. Like our whole our whole staff, like I said, just great people. So yeah, he's um he's always there to talk to us when we need it. You know, if the pitcher's struggling, he comes in, he'll talk to us because he's at shortstop, he'll come and talk to us and you know, calm us down a little bit. Um, like I said, JJ, we got Caleb McNeely, who's also oh, I'm pretty sure a six year. He came in from a JUCO. Um, he's out there playing in the outfield. He's a he's huge bat for us. Um, Landon Wallace also a transfer left field, great hitter. You know, you're always expecting something good from him just all around our whole staff. I mean, Dane Leonard, our catcher, one of the best catchers in the country, you know, great bat as well. So sure. um, tell us a little bit more about building the relationship with Dane. Obviously when you're, you're behind the plate, um, you know, you gotta, you gotta learn all sorts of stuff about new guys, lots of transfer guys, right? Um, You said tracks and a couple of these other guys that you just went through, like, tons of freshmen who are playing key roles, um, building that relationship with the catcher. Was he there over the summer? Did we get to meet him early? How did everything go with him? Yeah, luckily he stayed, he stayed for the summer. He didn't play any summer ball. So the day we got there, we met him, um, started throwing bullpens with him the first week, just really got a feel of, you know, big 12 catcher was definitely made me feel better as a pitcher. You know, I felt like he made me look better. You know, that's how you know he's a good catcher. So yeah, um, got a really good feel with him. We have also another catcher, Logan Suave and Zach Rampin, both freshmen, which is great. Throwing a lot of pull in game as well. So have really good chemistry with all three of our catchers. Yeah. And I mean, as a guy who you never know what situation you're going into, you want to be able to throw to anybody at any point, right? Like we want to make sure that we're comfortable going in there, knowing that they got our back signs, everything's going to, everything's going to go our way, especially you've been going in, in some big spots. Tell us a little bit about a, uh, you know, one spot this year that you went in and you were just like, Hey man, I absolutely got this. You bailed the, uh, the squad out of some trouble. Talk to us about it. Um, I could talk about Oak state, but I'll definitely, I'll talk about Kansas. It was, um, home series Saturday. Um, we lost the Friday game. So Saturday game was huge. Um, went in there, uh, three and a third hitless as well. Just, just rolling, man. Just felt yeah. confident. My friends were there, you know, like I got to talk to them before, before the game family was there. It was awesome. Just felt like I was in the right place at the right time, you know? Yep. So, uh, almost having, especially said home series, um, really makes the difference with the atmosphere. I know you say we're not affected by who's in the stands, but that Morgantown, you know, love, there's nothing like it. Right. Yeah. Having your back. It's just, you know, you get to, you get, you get taken out of the game. Everyone's on their, on their feet clapping for you. Good or bad. You know, kids are signing, kids are asking for your autographs after the game, no matter if you played or not, like they don't care. You know, they're there to see, they're there to see us and it's awesome. 
Yeah, and I think that's uh, that's good practice for this summer. You're going to stay a lot of time after the game. It's gonna you're going to be on the field for a while, signing signing some autographs. It's uh, the best part for a lot of those kids who make uh, you know make it out for a week and just visit visit there for the summer. Yeah, I'm excited for it, man. I really am. I've I've seen videos. I've I've looked up their Instagram, looked at what they do, and super excited to be a part of it. Well, cool. Here, I'm going to. So I know you're a busy guy. Um, we got a lot of a lot of stuff that uh that that you got to do probably still tonight. Just getting ready to get to bed, do everything in the morning that you got to do. We'll hit you with some rapid fire questions and we'll let you roll. All right. Awesome. All right. If you could pick one celebrity who you'd invite to come watch you guys play this uh this tournament this weekend, who would you want in the stands to watch you play? Um, that's a good question. I'd say I'd say The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Why are we picking the rock? He's just everyone knows who he is. I feel like he could he could leave the leave the game with some some nice information if he came and talked to us. You know, it'd be cool to meet the rock too. Yo, that's uh that's funny. So episode 12, we had uh Jane Lobliner from Kansas State, and I know Big 12, you know, fellow uh fellow team that we're probably not friends right now, but I asked him the same question. He said that he would ask, he would ask the rock to come to the game oh. as well. So I don't know what it is about the rock, but dude, we love you out there. <laughs> All right. Question number two, um, ideal meal. We're hitting the road. We're stopping somewhere. If the team was like, Hey Max, where do you want to stop? What are you asking everybody to stop and get? Oh, probably Chipotle. You know, it's always a good option. Always Easy to option. please when you're from the middle of nowhere, you got a pizza shop and a subway, right? Yep. That's all we got. Dude, listen, and I, I remember hitting the road and, uh, you know, the complaints that would roll out from some of the guys who were from areas that are just a little fancy pantsy and got all sorts of options all the time. And like, dude, I'm on the bus just chilling, not doing anything, eating for free. Like yeah. this is this is life for us, right? Like us small town guys, this is this is the absolute life, right? I agree. I really do agree. So um, obviously we love playing at home in front of the, you know, the West Virginia fans and the stadium's beautiful. The atmosphere is sweet. Coolest place we've kind of gone out to and, and played at while we've been on the road this year. What was the, uh, the biggest, oh, wow moment for us in a, uh, a stadium? Where were we? I'd have to say Oklahoma State for sure. Crazy, crazy, crazy. That's all I can say is crazy. You know, they have everything. Is that now now fans there the the commitment to the game or just like the overall the the stadium itself right is is an absolute cathedral. I'd say stadium. Um, I'd say for fans, I go Texas though. Texas, yeah, they're, they're, we got some okay. mean people down there, right? <laughs> yeah, they like to when we're stretching in between innings, they like to go and yell at us. You know, it's, <laughs> it's funny. Just trying to get my jogging out here, man. Yeah, right. Just trying to do some hamstring stretches, and they're they're yelling at me, chirping me. All right. So I know you're still a young cat, but if you could freeze yourself at a certain age that you've been so far, give me the, uh, the best age we've been at and, uh, why, why it's been the best. I'd say 15. Um, that was like right before, you know, uh, I started getting like real, real, talks from colleges and I wish I could have told myself like this is reality you, you know just take it as serious as you can you know because as, as good as you think you did in the past you can always do a little bit better so if I had that reassurance I could definitely go 
back and do a little bit more and probably be better now. Yeah. And you're always, you know, we want to be present and we always, we always say, Hey, like we're, we're here, we're doing what we're doing, but I've had a lot of guys again, who, who answer that question and they do have an age in mind. And it's usually an age where things weren't as complicated. Things weren't as, as crazy, right? It's a, there's a little more freedom and um, you know, you grow up quick when you commit to a sport and that it's going to be your future. Right. And you saw it right away. Sure. It's good to get it out of the way at a young age, understand how serious it is out there, really open our eyes to it. But at the same time, we've become a a man real quick, right? For sure. I I totally agree with that. So um, if we were going to catch you living somewhere in, uh, in five years, your ideal place to call home in the, uh, the big league off season, of course, um, where are we going to live? And uh, what do we, what do we got there? We got pets. We got a girlfriend who's there with us. Um, honestly, Madison, Mississippi, I was staying there over the summer, like we talked about earlier and something about it just felt like home, just like it did when I stepped on WVU's campus, just something about it. Everything about it was just, you know, nothing but smiles. I loved everything. You know, I enjoyed everything they had there, but, uh, yeah, definitely two dogs for sure. And girlfriend as of right now, my girlfriend and I, hopefully in Madison, Mississippi in the off season sometime. Madison, Mississippi. That is a uh, that is a pick that I, I a lot of people would not see coming there, right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Well, listen, southern southern hospitality is a real thing. I always talk about moving to the moving to the south with my wife and how ideal um it would be to just live live around nice people all the time. New Yorkers, um, even though you got small town, you got good good feel in your town, good people. Um, you know, New Yorkers are kind of rude, right? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. They can be for sure. So um, last one we'll go with, and uh, then I'll, I'll let you roll out. Um, it is day one of the draft. We're um, in the room. We're going to go 1-1. One, one. Who's the team that's taken us, and uh, and why do we want to go to them? Who's, who's the ideal team to go to? Dodgers. Dodgers, oh. right? Why, oh. why, why is it the Dodgers? Something, something about me tells you they, they, or something about it says that you, you had that picked out already. Yeah, I've always been a Dodgers fan, which is pretty crazy, most people being from New York. But um, just seeing the atmosphere they have there, you know, filling out the stands all the time and just everything about it just struck me so well. And um, I've always been a huge fan of Clayton Kershaw. So he's always given me that Dodgers feel, you know. Well, he's been pitching probably since he got into baseball, right? So he's been dominating, obviously. Look at this year. The dude's still frigging got it. He's still absolutely, absolutely rolling. So, um, you know, Dodgers is absolutely great answer. We had a, a minor league Dodgers guy on who's a, a MLB players association rep as well. Um, and he, you know, couldn't say enough good things about from the top down, just how they treat everybody. One thing that I thought was really cool. He said, um, where a lot of teams, you know, in my experiences that I've been out to, the minor league side of baseball is a lot separate, a lot more separate than the major league side of baseball. Hey, you don't see Mike Trout when you're at Angels minor league spring training. You don't see Otani very often. So um, he said, right, he said all of the minor leaguers and the major leaguers share the same cafeteria. And they all get out of their stuff around the same time. So he sits down to lunch with Walker Bueller. Right. And Julio Urias, um, you know, a couple of times a week and gets to hear 
from big leaguers about what it's like to be a big leaguer. And I thought that, you know, that camaraderie and like just putting those guys together in the cafeteria can do so much for minor leaguers and their attitude as, as they sign guys and they draft guys and they take guys is we believe you're a big leaguer until you prove you're not. So everybody that they bring into the organization, they plan on seeing in Los Angeles, which is a lot different from a lot of organizations. So Dodgers, you probably got the personal reasons for it, but uh, it's not a bad pick to uh, have a development system like theirs or uh, a major league squad like theirs winning 100 games every year. Yeah, right. It's got to be nice playing with a team like that. Absolutely. Well, listen, man, I'm hitting uh, Chatham this weekend. We got a house right by uh, right by the beach and right by the uh, the main street. So I'll make sure I get you all the low down spots that uh, I've missed since I, I haven't been out there in about nine years. So awesome. Um, We'll make sure we take good notes for you. Um, We got Memorial Day Parade, got the little boys going out. It's going to be a ton of fun. Um, But baseball really starts kicking off here, you know, once you guys get rolling out. Are you, uh, you know, you're coming straight out whenever you guys are done? Yeah, um, got five days to report. So definitely going to get back to Morgantown as quick as I can, you know, pack my stuff and, you know, hit the road, get there, play some more baseball. Are we going to try to make the uh, the Portville pit stop on the way, or are we going to end up skipping straight to the Cape? Yeah, I'm going to try to make a stop home quick, probably change my car. I got my dad's truck right now, so switch the cars and, you know, hopefully stay a night or two and be able to head up to Chatham after that. He's like, bro, you are not keeping that all summer. <laughs> yeah, I know. That was exactly what he said. Well, Maxwell, we absolutely love you. Send all my best to the uh, the West Virginia boys. We're cheering hard for you out here. And uh, thank you for holding down the fort with us today, man. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. We love you. Adios. Thank you for listening to Holding Down the Fort. This is Jimbo Fort reminding you to hold it down. Be on the lookout for our new merch. Anybody who has any questions for the show or for our guests on the show, please email us at holdingdownthefortpod at gmail.com. Follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and subscribe on YouTube for all the latest updates and to hold it with us. Thank you again. We look forward to having you back for the next episode.